0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversation. This is a podcast of the County Office of Education and the Norte Unified School District. My name is Jeff Harris and I am the superintendent and we are in a retrospective of the last year of COVID-19 and how it's really impacted our schools and our community. And joining me from uh, the first part, again, is Angela Greeno, our current board president. Hello. And Frank Magarino, who is our former board president. Hi there. So, um, you know, in our last conversation, we kind of started off with a, a little bit of background on the sudden closure that happened on March fifteenth. Um, that that emergency board meeting, and then we kind of went up through the graduation activities that we had at the school kind of picking up here, what did you guys think when summer rolled around? What did you think would happen over the summer? And you were looking at us restarting in August.
1: So one thing that we had been continually doing throughout this time was collaborating with our staff and having these meetings of what can we do? How can we improve? What can we roll out? And so summertime was, I think, the time that we can have a deeper conversation with some of those things, uh, really go in and not having, feeling the pressure of whatever we implement, we have to implement on Monday, we have until the start of school. And even that came into question, what date is that start of school? What is it going to look like? And so having that summer, even though everyone else was on break, if the staff and everyone was having conversations basically weekly, if not daily of what will school look like come August, September.
0: But, but I think part of the problem though, was that, that everybody was grappling with and, is the fact that every time we turned around, and this has been pretty characteristic of the entire pandemic, every time we turned around, we were getting something different from the state. We either had different executive orders um, or we were getting different guidance from the State Department of Public Health or
2: new guidance from the State Department of Public Health. I, um, well, the way I kind of looked at it and... Um remember we we shut down march so we have march april may 3 months right. of scrambling trying to figure out i you know our staff and everybody probably worked harder than they ever have to just try to keep from going backwards mm-hmm. and we thought okay here we go we're going to take summer off we're going to have a time to regroup let you know the powers that be figure this out make the right decisions and then we're going to come back full throttle at the fall right. in August. And and as we got closer to reopening, that goalpost just kept yeah. moving and moving and moving and become it became arduous to even try to obtain that, that possibility. And then when we actually got to that point, like, hey, we should have been aug- open August 28th or something like that. We should have been open. Well, now we're moving it to... September and then we're moving into October and then we can only do so much. And, and it, and it wasn't for anything, any lack of, you know, uh, work on our part. It was, it was the The, governor and, you know, whoever made those big decisions that, um, had a major impact not only in our little local community, but on a statewide nationwide worldwide.
0: Well, and, and I think that was one of those, those, of guidance documents that came out because we thought, well, what's it going to look like? What are, what are they going to tell us? We have to do knowing what's coming down the pipeline. How do we how do we make these changes? How do we make these shifts? We did have the groups that kind of met throughout the summer, and then all of a sudden, first of August, give or take, uh, the roadmap to resilience came out, and that had the four stages of state mm-hmm. reopening, and um, so end of July ish. That's when we really started to put together that that oh uh, that kind of phases of educational reopening that the board approved right. uh, that really said okay so if we're in stage one this is what it looks like stage two this is what it looks like, um, and and that's kind of how we started that process right of, of coming back and we could have come back probably a little bit harder a little bit faster but um, one of the things that we that we talked about throughout those board meetings was really. How do we come back in a way where we can train the staff in all these new protocols? How do we make sure we have all of this stuff? Cause we, we had to have all kinds of things. We had to have hand sanitizers like, everywhere, we masks. Like,
2: we were like a twisted pretzel, but oh, adjusting yeah. to everything that was thrown at us. And, and we were really agile enough to be able to, cause we're small enough to be able to adjust to whatever they were throwing at us. But it was a, Constant moving target. It right. was just right. you couldn't really, you know, um, just hold it right. long enough before it changed. Every right. Tuesday, uh, every
1: Tuesday uh, at noon, whenever there was a press conference from the state, it was like, "What's going to change now?" And it got to a point where. I was always trying to keep up so I would know what was happening so I could hear it firsthand. And it got to a point where I was just feeling so much fatigue. Uh, And I know our staff was too, Mm -hmm. where it's just like we all had to just pause and let's just wait for the governance document to come out. Let's hear the guidance document come out. Hopefully that will give us more clarity. Uh, It it was just very stressful every Tuesday at noon. (laughs) It was like, what's going to (laughs) happen now? And We were trying to pivot all the time, and that's why we changed the school date because one thing we were fighting was getting devices. We knew that we needed these devices to work um, for every kid to be online because by then we were mandated by the state, you will go distance learning with digital devices, and we were trying to have conversations of, you don't understand. People don't have internet access here not because of the lack of they want to. It's because literally they can't get Internet lines to their homes. Right,
0: geographically,
1: geographically, they right. can't get cell phone ta- cell phone you know signals to their homes. And trying to find a workaround with that that was affordable for families that actually worked. Because yes, there were de- devices out there that could give hu- Wi-Fi hotspots, and we talked about it. But mm-hmm. then we were like, that service isn't even available right. in our rural community. And having those conversations and trying to find the workaround. Okay, let's go back to the packets, and then. A big thing, too, of trying to acknowledge the the fears, the horrible things that happened in the spring when we made that pivot. A lot of that fear and anxiety was coming back up again Mm -hmm. in the fall from our staff, from our students, from our families. They were everyone was hesitant to start something new again. And. Because really? again, things right. kept changing. Keeping right? changing.
0: Like like at the end of June, it was SB ninety eight. That the mm-hmm. first of August, it's these. It's the roadmap to resiliency. Then it was the CDPH guidance. Then it was Cal OSHA guidance. Then it was. Wait a minute, we were wrong on this guidance, so we're going to back up to this guidance. We're going to do this instead. And and every time we shifted,
2: there was that increased anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and and you're you were expected to be perfect at every pivot, and. Well, everybody knows perfection is something you can touch, but you can't hold.
1: It really forced us right? to have yeah. grace with one another, really yeah. give grace and being like, I know this sucks. I'm so sorry. We're we're going to work on this together. We can work on this. How can I help you make this a better educational opportunity for your family? Thank you very much for, for pointing out certain things. That was one thing that was really great with those groups was we had um, family members, we asked if you would like to be part of this reopening, uh-huh. please come and join this group because then we were hearing things that we not might not have thought about like a hotspot doesn't work in my area no right. matter what you give me. Um, giving that opportunity for packets giving that opportunity uh to give to help work around one thing being when we were talking about hybrid model making sure we were putting families on a same schedule so they weren't like one kid was going on tuesday another kid was going on wednesday trying to work with families of how we can help with childcare, of uh, scheduling for them and help us with school so that we can all work together on the same level
2: yeah and going along with that is um there's the parents and the guardians and care, caregivers. Uh, I it, it, what they've put up with, right. what they dealt with, the challenge that they stood up for, and oh. and and were able to do that. It, it, to me, that is a, yeah. a one of those um, unsung heroes. Yes. Oh yeah. that they well, they're still done. dealing with it. Yes, yes. yeah, exactly.
1: You know. And in, in but that in sp- itself, yeah. you
2: really. I mean, if you were to go into uh, be a um, a fly on the wall in some of these homes, you can imagine that just the stress that every and losing your kid not going to school, you losing your job or being on uh, remote uh, you know work and whatnot. Right. This it's just a jarring experience for the entire community.
1: Yep. And I think those groups were great because it was a time for us to like. We're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to figure out how do we get our kids to be educated on Zoom, do my distance work on that, you know, being able to do distance work at home and then still do all the regular things that I would need to do to just run a household and then have quiet <laughs> for right. everyone at the same time and making sure my Internet's working. I mean, I've been to houses trying to figure out, you know. Their internet capacity to get things going up and running, um, training—how like a big thing. How are we going to train parents on these devices? The kids know what to do on like Chromebooks. We'd been doing that in the homes, I mean, in the classrooms. But then it's like, okay, we got to have the parents. How do we get them to log on to Zoom? Well,
0: and remember, and, that was one of the big things is we were issuing devices to families with with younger children, right. and and trying to get them onto things like um, uh, Seesaw or or Canvas. Without them ever having been in a classroom with anybody actually walking right. them through the process, I mean, what a huge challenge for families
2: and homework. Yeah, some yeah. kids are doing homework that I, I, I don't know what to, what do, what are you talking about? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you know, what is it? Google it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or,
1: yeah. Or it was, it was tutorial? definitely challenging, and and YouTube we're still it? going through those. I'm, to be honest, we're still going through it. Yeah. We're still hearing it every day, and that's, I think, what. Is leading to different conversations of what is this going to look like in the fall again? Yeah. What are we going to do again? Because again, the goal posts keep changing. It's like we we're playing a game and then the rules change midway through the game. And it's like, wait, I thought we were playing football. Now all of a sudden we're playing backgammon. Like, pickleball? Pickleball? What's happening? Yeah. And Trying to do that. And I think what, if anything, we became better at communicating as a district within ourselves. I mean, yes, it's not always perfect. I will definitely recognize that. But we, I think, became more of a, of a conduit of communications with our community. Um, being able to have conversations on Facebook. I know not everyone likes to see the muck and mire of Facebook, but having those conversations back and forth, being able to talk with staff, our staff being, I think more open to talk. At least I've got more communications from staff of like, this is what's happening. You need Mm -hmm. to help me out. Uh, How can we get help? Uh, We had a parent help hotline. That was amazing for our IT. That was going off the hook to a point. We had to hire more IT to help with that. (laughs) Still still do. Still Still do. That's an amazing service. Um, again, just more uh, communication availability is what we strived. I think of anything throughout the whole thing is we know more information is going to help with the fear. It's going to help with the anxiety and also recognizing, you know, it's okay to take a break. We had a social emotional uh, videos. I know that were coming out of our counseling department for mm-hmm. the whole community and family of this is how we can all deal with this together and going to that the grace. We all are dealing with it together. Right. Let's just have grace. Yes, it's not perfect, but Let's all go through it together.
0: And, you know, I think what a lot of folks in our community, well, and I heard this last week and I was like, wow, I, 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 parts of me still think that can't really be where people are in their thought processes, but we still have folks in our community who don't realize that schools have been open. Yeah. You know, we, we've been open with kids now. It's been that hybrid model, but we've been open with kids since October 5th with everybody who wanted to attend in person K-8. Um, high school, we, you know, the board allowed high school to make a little bit of a different decision and say, we'll come back when it makes sense. Um, and then push that decision a little bit harder, um, prior to Thanksgiving that, that resulted in that return after. But, um, we've been in school probably longer than most of the state, probably more than 96% of the state, um, And so, you know, our kids, while it's not been perfect, it hasn't been perfect for our special needs students. It hasn't been perfect for our at-risk students. um, And we're still, even today, limited by the restrictions that are put on us by the State Department of Public Health with the minimum number of feet in between students and the way they're defining that, um, our community probably doesn't know how... I'll I'll say ahead of the curve, I'm not going to say lucky because I don't think anybody's been lucky in the situation that we're in, but how ahead of the curve our community has been in being able to have students back in person in schools.
2: Yeah, And, and getting the word out was not for lack of trying. I mean, we no. we did everything. The IT department, you know, the phone calls and everything. We board meetings. Board meetings. So it wasn't for lack of trying.
1: I mean, we finally um, got the board meeting streamed. It took a pandemic, but we finally got them <laughs> streamed on Facebook. Something I'd been wanting forever. Um, but it was yeah, not without trying. We've been trying to be as more communication as possible. We rolled out the app. We have push notifications. We have text notifications. We have Facebook notifications. We have on the radio you go on and talk about schools, we, we're we pushing out information more and more. And so sometimes when I do hear someone saying, I didn't get that information, it's like, okay, well, how can I communicate to you? What's a better way if I'm not doing any of these means? How can we get information to you? And right. please make sure if you see a district logo on a letter, please open it and read it. We are making sure we are getting this to you. Uh, like our Facebook, get the app if you don't want the Facebook make sure your contact information is correct because we can give you all the information, but if we don't have the right way to contact you, so please update your contacts. If you change, uh, we want to make sure you get the right information because we have tons of information to let you know.
2: So So we got to be careful with that because sometimes, uh, too much information gets people to the point where Mm -hmm. they just, it just becomes, uh, Overload. Uh, uh, well, overload and it becomes a, it becomes a chore, mm-hmm. right. you know, whereas like when you know you're getting information from right. the district, you know, it's something that pertains to you. You know, right. it's important and you know that you should open it and, you know, right. pay attention to it.
1: Like one model. So it's,
2: it's like, um, and I've seen, I've seen that this like, Amazon, I get so much email from my <laughs> wife. <laughs> <it's like, laughs> my wife would go, Hey, Hey, I was, I got this email. What happened to it? Oh, Amazon? Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Swipe right.
1: <laughs> one, one group we did work on, I was working with Michael on it, was a communications group, and there was parents on there and staff, and uh, and we walked with Michael through of like, with him of like what would be that good notification like if you get a phone call from this that means it's an emergency something's big if you get a letter from us that's something really you need to open if you get just something on Facebook that's just casual information you don't have to get it you know it's just there for so we broke it down of like what are the means of communication to our community of like this is the stuff you need to know so make sure you're checking your email Uh, Even though we send peach jar flyers, but it'll say there, (laughs) you know, but if you get a phone call or a letter in the mail, that's something very important you need to hear. Other than that, that is just information to file.
0: Well, and so as a board too, I know that you guys have really, you know, stressed making sure people know to the fullest extent that we can, what's going on, but it really has been advocating for kids coming back as fully and as safely as possible, right? Um, and like I said a minute ago, we're, we're at this point really bound by the four foot constraint. That's the biggest piece. Our rooms just aren't big enough to have people four feet apart, um, and to have a full class in there. I mean, we might be able to pull maybe eight classes out of 180 that could really do something like that. Um, we know, and again, I said it a minute ago, we know that it's not the best for anybody by any means, but it's what we currently have available. Um, because of all the guidance what what really are your hopes as we finish up this year and we plan for next year now we know that your hopes are not going to be law your hopes are not going to be guidance from the state department of education uh, state department of uh, public health but but how do you hope we end this year and how do you hope that we
2: are able to start next well i i for one um I expect to be open full throttle next year. Mm-hmm. And I expect that we're going to probably end up finishing the year the way we have been with the hybrid and, you know, trying to get as many students in there. But the way things are going with the vaccination, the way things are going with the herd immunity and, and everything that's unfolding, I, I personally, I've, I believe that we should be 100 percent expecting to be fully open this fall. With everything, no restrictions whatsoever. Of course, everybody's going to have their own uh, reserve opinion of what they want to do or what they for should sure. expect. That they're entitled to that, and they should should you know move forward with how what's making them feel comfortable. Right. Like Angela said that one time, we're still going to maintain a online distance learning for those who choose to do it, but we will be open fully for those who choose to do that. That's my expectation. It's not a hope. It's an expectation Mm -hmm. for me.
1: Yeah, my expectation is first that families make the right choice that's right for them. So I know when we went hybrid, people were really scared. And the answer was, you're going to choose what's best for your family. Mm -hmm. What I would love and expect is we are getting our kids back in the classroom. Mm -hmm. We are getting people back in the classroom. Our vaccines are rolling out. Herd immunity is rolling out. There's a number of 80% that if you're vaccinated in your community, you can start opening up a little bit. Um, I would love our kids because we have seen so much other things with our kids and our community that just breaks my heart and it's horrible. And we found out of anything, how big our schools are for, yeah, how big and important they are in our community. Uh And we know that they're so big and important and, I want to make sure that we are getting them open for our kids. We need to see what that looks like. You know, right now I know with sports opening, it's like, it's amazing because kids are finally like, I need to get grades up. I need to log into Zoom so I can be able to play sports. Yeah, there's all these other things we have to do with testing and everything. And it's like, okay, that's what we have to do to get there. But we're opening up. We're slowly opening up. We're getting the vaccines out. I Mm -hmm. mean, people are or there it's been a year right Ooh. and i want to do everything as safe and legally possible to get our kids in i mean as i have said in other things i would if i could do it now yeah. i would say let's go but i know you know we need to do it in a lawful legal manner that i'm not going to be asking people to take something do something that I'm not willing to do and I want it to be lawful legal. Let's go. Let's get our kids in class. Let's get our staff back on property. Right. Um let's let's do this. We've been doing hybrid for too long and our kids need to be back in class.
2: Right. And if anything, you know, this pandemic has really revealed the importance of school. Yeah. Um it's just not a place where you go to get educated, which is obviously you know the main point. Right. But it's also a place where you go and you you grow emotionally, you you build physically in sports. It it's 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 an entire um, s- system that develops your body, your mind, your emotions far beyond any any credit that in the past people would have given it. Sure, but schools right now they, they're the they're our future that we're literally, um, having these, these students come in there and they're our future. They're the ones that are going to be making decisions. They're the ones that are going to be paying, you know, for your social security. They're the ones that are going to be paying for your pension. They're the ones that are going to continue this, this, um, um, uh, life that we all live. Right. And, and if that doesn't happen, then everybody suffers. Right. Everything falls apart. That's why it's so important that we have to be back full throttle. Granted, we missed an entire year. Mm-hmm. You know, there was yeah. there's a there's a uh, a gap there, and, well, and it's let's it's unlikely that we'll ever recoup or mitigate that regression. Well, I don't think so, but we can hope for the best. And let's not forget those ninth
0: graders who graduated last year; their very first day of high school in person. Mm-hmm they were already more than halfway through the school year. And, and for many of them, I talked to them when they came back and, and, that was hard. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. hard. And, mm-hmm. and, and being gone from campus for as long, you know, Frank, you were talking about all the things that develops. It really also develops those interpersonal yeah. skills mm-hmm. that yeah. I think we all take for granted and people just typically take for granted. And schools are about reading, writing, math, science, history, physical education, you know, electives kind of thing. And yeah, that's, that's the, that's the core purpose of school. But look at, Everything else yes, public schools give. give. Yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I think that was one thing that <clears throat> came from our principal, Alison Eckert, when we were talking about opening up the high school. She's like, you really need to think about the purpose of this. Mm-hmm. It's not just about academics. It's about the social, emotional well-being of our kids. Right? And- we need to make sure that's the forefront. And so whatever we do, we need to make sure it's safe and we're doing the academics. But, you know, it was really interesting to be there uh, a few weeks ago, almost, it felt like, uh, when you're having ninth graders come onto campus. And that was literally the first time they'd ever been to school uh, and they were just like I'm here for my fourth period it's like yes but what teacher is that <laughs> yeah. where is that so directing students to where they needed to be um, that was very you know for a lot of them that was the very first time and that was kind of crazy
2: yeah and and um, another thing you know this pandemic that has created is how we're all trying to build equity and and build uh, you know closing that gap between poverty and whatnot if anything, this created a a, a gorge or, or a, um, created the gap even bigger. Right. Um, the chasm bigger than what it was prior to this. Because, you know, the people that are well-to-do, they're going to figure it out. They're going to send their kids to private school. Um, the people that, you know, the folks that are not as well-to-do, they're struggling. And, you know, when... Um, especially the foster kids, the homeless kids and stuff, that with them probably had the worst impact of any uh, demographics that we have. Because for them, going to school was a refuge. It was a harbor where you can go in and you can expect to have, you know, your your lunch or your breakfast and and a safe haven. Uh You can't have that when you're doing distance learning. So, um, yeah, if anything, it just created a bigger gap between the, simply put, the rich and poor.
0: Right. <laughs> you know? Well, and I think that's why you as a board, you know, one of our board meetings, you had said <laughs> next year, you know, of course, we want to focus on um, fiscal stability. We want to focus on our facilities, which, you know, there have just been some tremendous improvements um, over the past couple of years. But more than that, it's really been about learning loss mitigation and that's that's the technical phrase but really it's catching kids up and accelerating that learning so that they can continue on that positive trajectory and we don't widen the achievement gap mm-hmm. but it's also really about focusing on the social and emotional mm-hmm. needs of students because while I don't I don't think schools will ever do away with academics that's the, that's right. the point of school yes. it's it's hard to learn if those other basic needs aren't met
1: right when i'm hearing stories of seniors in their mom's arms because they just can't get through their AP class because what's the point? Right. What's the point? Mm -hmm. It's like, we have to look at the social, emotional well-being. We need to, you know, we need to make sure our kids feel safe, of course, and our families feel safe. But part of that safety is at school. That's where they feel that they can be safe. And I was
0: going to say on the other end of the spectrum, Angela, the... Family that I talked to, whose kindergarten child was crying because they could only come to school two days a week. They wanted to be there every day. Every
1: day,
2: right? Well, we're we're a creature of social creature. You know, that's that's our DNA. We're that's where we're at. And and, um, yeah, to to hear those kids crying that they wanted to come back to school were you know a year ago before the COVID stuff. (laughs) To go to school. Right. <laughs> now, school is and a privilege. Now, do, a, do we have any issues yeah. with discipline?
0: <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this year. Before not you not that I've heard. And, and from what I've heard so far, we've not had one child refuse any of the um, requirements to the point that mm-hmm. it, it, it demanded that they be removed from class, like masking. Yeah. Every kid's wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There,
1: everyone feels that education is a privilege. Right. That's something that other countries. Uh, no. And their kids know. And I think our kids finally understood this education is a privilege. And I mean, like kids are taking it seriously Mm -hmm. now, which is like weird to have like (laughs) kindergartners and third graders and juniors in school take things seriously. But like they're willing to do what it takes to continue to be in the class. And so I know whatever we ask of our students to do, they're going to they're willing to do what it takes to be in class because they know what friendships are there. They know the safety that's there. They know that they can be consistent in that. And so they'll do what it takes. And yeah. they're pretty awesome.
0: So you know what? We are out of time. We we could do a part three, but I don't think we're gonna go there. We could talk forever. But um you know I, I just have to say our staff has done an amazing yes. job. Um our families have done an amazing yes. job. And our goal, and I think Frank and Angela I would agree with you, if I were to wave a magic wand and say this is what I want next August to look like, it would be for it to be the most normal year that kids have ever had in school, fully back, ready to go. Um, we'll see. The what? ones that remember what's normal. Well, that's true. <laughs> we'll have to see what, if any, curveballs are thrown at us over the over the rest of this year in the summer. Um, but again, I think we just, I just want to think everybody for what they've done. I want to thank you two and the board as a whole for really supporting our kids, for supporting um, the, the, I think the difficult choices that had to be made along the way. And I know many of the choices that you made as a group would not have been the choices that you would have potentially made individually. So um, just thank you for that. And um, we look forward to better days.